Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. What is up, Waffle Gang? I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some r slash am I the butthole. These are all the stories that we covered in the live stream on Saturday. So if you did miss them and you just prefer them in this format, that's why I've done them here. I've tidied them up. I've removed all the, the waffle in between, and I hope you do enjoy them. Thank you very much, guys. I'll speak to you soon. Much love. And this story is from TA Way 3577 Am I the arsehole for kicking my three sisters out of my wedding after they came with their kids? My wife and I got married two weeks ago. We wanted a child-free wedding, so we've let everyone know, my family, in-laws, friends, and relatives, and everyone was okay with it, except for my family. Our three sisters, all with kids from two to 10. My mum said it was illogical to not allow kids since one, this never happened in the family, and two, my sisters live towns away, so the kids can't be left alone. After a lot of arguing and others getting involved, I stood my ground and they agreed not to bring kids. At the wedding, no one brought kids. My parents and aunts were already there, but then I saw my two sisters arriving with their kids. I immediately went to ask, what's the deal? They began arguing with me when I said I won't be letting them in with the kids. I saw my older sister came with her kids in the car and I was pissed. I asked why they decided to go against the rule and bring kids. My mum started yelling at me when I told my sisters they weren't allowed in with the kids. Everyone was yelling at me and I had to get the security involved to make them leave. My parents and aunt left shortly after. They were so pissed at me. I got nasty texts later and my cousin posted about my shitty wedding on Facebook. Days later, I've gathered the family and explained that what they did was wrong. I asked if I allowed my sisters with their kids, what message does that send to my in-laws and friends who wanted to bring their kids but they couldn't? My sisters argued with me and it turned out my mum told them to bring their kids and she'd deal with me later. I told them they could have arranged for a babysitter but my mum said they wanted to celebrate as a whole family. Said that I ruined my own wedding by making a scene and that everyone will remember my wedding as a disaster, a shit show because of mine and my wife's child-free bull. They said the only way to fix it is to have another wedding slash party and include everyone, especially kids. I called them unreasonable. I asked mum where the fuck she got the nerve to even demand that. They blamed my wife and claimed it was deliberate. I left. They started talking to my wife, trying to convince her they don't approve of what happened and that they're trying and that they're giving us the chance to fix the situation. Otherwise, the relationship is damaged. This caused me a headache and I don't think what I did was wrong. I just wanted them to have some respect for my wife and her family. And the first comment is from But5000. Not the arsehole, your wedding, you set the rules and the guest list. Kids weren't on it. They broke the rules intentionally and they suffered the consequences. Stand your ground. Twist Jazzy replies to this saying, exactly, do not throw that second party because it'll only send the message that you were wrong and they were right and you shouldn't have held a child-free wedding. Don't argue about it anymore. Just do the broken record thing. Keep repeating, you know the rules and the guest list. You intentionally broke your word when you said you weren't gonna bring the kids. It's not my fault you faced the consequences of your own actions. Just keep repeating that over and over again, no matter what they say. 
Is that the grey rock method or is that not? I can't remember if it is. And Natak's radiator replies to this saying, not the asshole, but do throw a second party. At the second party, don't invite your mother or sisters. <laughs> if you want to, <laughs> invite their kids with a condition they, mum and sisters, are still not invited. <laughs> now that's a level of petty I can get with. <laughs> and Waffle Dynamics, what a name, says, not the arsehole and your family is massively shitty. I'm betting this isn't the first time they've tried to bully you to get their way. Tell them to pound sand and coming in with one of my favorite sayings as well. And Queen Icehold says, not the arsehole. One, it is your day and therefore your rules. Two, your sister had plenty of time to arrange alternative childcare arrangements. I'm assuming this isn't something you sprung on them. Three, you have now set a precedent for letting your family know they cannot run roughshod over you. Four, you are right. It would have been unfair to those that had to leave their kids behind. And one more from Queen Pera saying, not the arsehole, you asked them beforehand to not bring kids and they did it anyway. Also, kids count as regular guests for weddings and it's not cool to bring people that's not invited, especially when you have to pay per person for food, chairs, etc. And now, what do you guys think of this one? Let me know in the comments. This story is also from a throwaway account. Am I the arsehole for telling my son the truth regarding his uncle? My best friend is married to an American veteran. D, we live in England. My son S13 calls them uncle and aunt. S is autistic and severely struggles with socializing. His uncle has ADHD, has much the same problem. They're basically best friends. Recently, we got some rather surprising news. Before he came into our lives, he apparently had a son who still lives in Texas. His son just turned 19 and got into a car accident. He's on life support and his mother is gonna pull the plug soon but she got in contact and basically asked him if he wanted to fly over to say goodbye and then to stay for the funeral. Dee said he would and told his wife two days before he left. He's currently in Texas. My son was really confused on where he was and my friend refused to tell anyone what had happened. She told me eventually, but S was still really upset. Nearly every conversation was asking where his uncle was. I eventually told him that he had to fly back to Texas due to some family issues, but my son is fully aware that D has no currently alive family. So I wound up telling him the truth. He was still upset that no one had told him, but now he's patiently awaiting his uncle's return. I guess he let it slip that he knew, and my friend blew up on me, saying I had no right to reveal private information. I then found out that D had wanted her to tell S anyway, so any guilt I felt vanished pretty quickly. I told her she kept information from him purposefully and so that we're both in the wrong. She is currently not talking to me. Am I the arsehole? And we'll start off with Pizza Martini on this one saying you're the arsehole. It wasn't your secret to tell. Your son would not always be able to get the full story when he wants it. You could have told him to ask D when D gets back. There were other better ways to handle this. And the disciple Matt says you're the arsehole. I get the idea of protecting the kids but you shouldn't tell what they don't need to know. I've worked with kids on the spectrum for 10 years and know how incisive they can be. No knock on anyone, but part of the diagnosis is repetition and getting stuck on one thing. This was the uncle's story to tell, not yours. And Theory Addict says, you're the arsehole, Dee wanted to tell him and it was about Dee's son. This meant it was Dee's right to tell your son about that extremely personal event and not you. You both aren't in the wrong as she probably should have kept the info a secret so D could tell him first. So the only person in the wrong in this situation is you. 
And one more from Your Thirst Nightmare saying, You're the arsehole. Don't tell other people's secrets. I understand why you told him, but come on. All you had to do was say, he's on a trip to America and left it at that. No mentioning why he was going, only that he's gone, but will be back. My nephew is autistic. I actually dealt with a situation similar to this a few years ago when my partner took a trip and wasn't at my nephew's recital. Rather than telling secrets that weren't mine to share, I would reassure him that Michael would be back very soon. He just had some business to take care of. He would continue to ask and I would give him the same answer every time. And now what do you guys think about this one? Let me know. This story is from Exwill. <laughs> I don't know if I pronounced that one right. Am I the asshole for being selfish and not sharing my food? Clue might be in the title on this one. Cast me 18, my sister 13, my dad. So we had some leftovers at dinner this evening. 10 roasted, I don't know if it's the right term, potatoes, four potatoes that weren't roasted, meat, and a huge Tupperware of pasta that I can't eat because of food allergies. One thing about me is I have a huge appetite. I'm just hungry pretty much all the time. And I'm on antidepressants right now too, so it's even worse. I'm not obese, I just eat a lot. Maybe because of some malabsorption problems. I assumed they would leave me the potatoes and eat the pasta, but I still asked if they wanted some. They said yes, so I took seven of them. Then my dad starts screaming how selfish I am. I tried to explain him my logic that I can't eat the pasta, but he says, yes, you can eat it, and then says I always make everything about me. At this point, I started crying, but that's maybe because I'm autistic and I tend to get sensitive for nothing. He kept going and saying how I never listen to anything he says and going completely on a tangent about other stuff he's mad about. In the end, I took three roasted potatoes and two non-roasted ones and went to make myself some pasta I can eat because it just wasn't enough. I ate once they were finished. I don't think the situation was fair. There was enough food for everyone if we organized logically. I would have made pasta before if I knew they was going to be stupid about it. They didn't even eat the damn potatoes. There were two roasted ones left and they didn't eat pasta at all. Am I the arsehole? And we start off with Miss Mary Mawson saying, so obviously your father overreacted. He's an asshole in this situation. However, I kind of get where he's coming from. You say that everything would have been fine if the food had been shared logically, meaning you get the potatoes, they get the pasta, but then didn't eat the pasta at all. They had the potatoes. What does that mean? Probably that they had an appetite for the potatoes. Sometimes you can't save every situation with logic, unfortunately. And food is sometimes where a lot of people don't only see the nutritional value, but they also their, but also their preferences, what they're in the mood for in that moment, etc. I get that you're angry because of your father's reaction and I think he wasn't right, but I also think I understand why he reacted like that. What makes him an asshole though is his diminishing of your allergies. If you can't have pasta, he should know and accept that. And Budokas daughter says you're the asshole just because you can't eat something doesn't mean you get to deprive others of their equal share. It's possibly their preferable food. And Ecto412 says I'm confused here. Why couldn't you eat the pasta? And why couldn't you just be okay with dividing everything evenly? To which OP replies, because of food allergies, I'd probably need to go to hospital if I did. I didn't want to divide everything equally because that would mean I'd get four potatoes and pasta, which I can't eat. Four potatoes aren't enough for me and I'd need to make more food and I don't see the point. To which Ecto replies again and then says, I'm gonna go with everyone sucks here. You for assuming that just because you can't have one thing that you're entitled to the other things. Your dad for overreacting over it. Although if I were in your family's position and this happened all of the time, I might become a little snippy for you taking all the stuff like that. And Millipede Paw says, no one's an asshole here. I think that there was some underlying issue you were not aware of because of your autism. 
Your father seems to be really stressed. Maybe he and the rest of the family is trying hard to help you out with your disability and you were not able to read the hint that it is stressing them out at that moment. I would guess that they had to put up with some situations with you that evening you were not aware of and he was tired and exhausted. Your father just had a small breakdown that he let out on you. It is not your fault, but maybe do not be upset with him. Everybody has sometimes the urge to let go of steam. It is not nice to do it at someone, but it is human behavior. And now, what do you guys think of this one? Let me know. And this story is from Mary Odd Lincoln. Am I the asshole for insisting that my sister respect my household rules? I, 20 female, live with my partner, Mason. Fake name for privacy. I own our house as I inherited it from my grandpa when he passed. It's nothing fancy, but I'm very proud to be a homeowner at a young age. My partner is a paralegal, so he also makes good money, but I don't ask him to pay anything beyond this half of the grocery budget. I should say that I'm a very particular person, which Mason respects. I'm sensitive to noise and disruption. I keep my space clean and organized and have trouble with bad smells. Anyway, my sister Kat, 18 female, recently moved in with us. She got some bodily modification that my dad had forbid and so he kicked her out. We've had tension in the past because my grandpa left the house to only me, but I thought we could try again and bond. Kat is loud and not very self-aware. I don't like music playing in my house, but she refuses to wear headphones. She also likes to eat fish, which stinks up the house. Finally, she video chats her girlfriend very loudly every day. In her defense, the girlfriend is partly deaf, so maybe that's why she feels she has to be loud. I was on my last nerve when she was eating kimchi last night, and the smell was like roadkill farts. I got really upset and told her to pack her things and leave, or respect the rules of my household. Kat told me that the house should have been hers too, and a 20 and 23 year old couple are not a household. After that, Mason intervened and told me to go out for a bit. I got coffee and calmed down, and when I returned, Mason had explained to Kat that she'd need to be more conscientious. I guess it sounded better from him, so she said she'd try. Mason thinks I went overboard and should try to compromise. I'm not sure, as it is my house and they have to obey my rules. Am I the asshole, or am I being unreasonable? Now, usually in these ones, it's a very clear cut, isn't it? That, you know, when people say that it's their house. So yeah, respect their rules, right? But in this one, there's something off to me in this, that the wet, their language and stuff towards their sister and, you know, the way that Mason had to calm things down and, he, and sister seemed to listen to Mason, but not sister. It does raise some questions. So let's check out some of the comments to see what they say. And the lingua franca says, honestly seems like a you're the arsehole situation. Normally I'd be supportive of enforcing your own rules for a guest in your house, but there's lots of things in this post that suggest to me that you're kind of unbearable to be around. You're proud to be a homeowner, but you didn't do anything to earn it, just happened to not be gay and your grandfather left it to you. The fact that you think this is a justified situation shows a strong lack of empathy and self-reflection. Your sister was kicked out by your parents and it seems like you have the attitude of it's her fault because she didn't allow her father to control her body. This attitude is extended to the current situation where you place the blame entirely on her for not following your unreasonable rules despite them being obviously overbearing. You say you're a very particular person, but really you just seem super controlling and exacting of those around you. Mason is a hero for putting up with you. Lol. Do you have a medical condition or something? Because fish and kimchi have noticeable smells, but they're not something that would even last for over an hour after eating. Also describing kimchi as roadkill farts is, is low-key kind of racist slash xenophobic. 
It seems like you are following in the footsteps of your dad and grandfather and exerting undue control over people and leveraging the authority granted to you by your unfairly gained capital to manipulate your sister. I'd go with an everyone sucks here, but this is one of those situations where your sister might kinda be arsehole-ish, but it's totally justified because you're a huge pain. And Quixotic Logophile says, you're the arsehole, it is your house, you're letting her stay for free and you get to make the rules. However, some of your rules are extreme. No fish, ever. No loud electronics, at all. I can't understand quiet hours or noise drives me crazy so I need you to reschedule your course at certain times so I can arrange to be at the house. Just no noise at all. Sensory issues are one thing, but you're unwilling to compromise even a tiny bit or try to wear your own headphones sometimes or ask her to grill the fish out back. When you're making demands like that, it helps you a lot to try and accommodate the other person a little bit. And you are willing to kick your sister out for talking to her partially deaf girlfriend loudly and for eating kimchi. She's barely an adult. Come on. And Pizza Martini says, you're the arsehole, you kicked her out for eating kimchi. Why did you invite her to live with you if you're going to police what she is allowed to eat? Wow. Now, what do you guys think of this one? Let me know your thoughts. And this story is from Leave Me Alone 23432. Am I the arsehole for permanently banning my husband's friend from our house? We are moving to a new house and my husband's friend Sam offered to help with the move. Sam and another friend came over and at first everything was fine and I had gone to bed. But around 1am, I got woken up by loud voices. I stayed in bed until 2am when I finally got up and asked them to keep it down. The guys apologized and were more quiet for a while until 4am when I heard my husband quite loudly repeating over and over that he had to go to bed because they were supposed to move the furniture the next day. I walked downstairs and asked my husband to just forget about what Sam was doing and come to bed anyway. Apparently Sam has been trying to keep him awake and was very drunk at the moment and my husband is sometimes too polite and did not want to be rude by going to bed while his guest was still wanting to stay awake. My husband went to bed after I asked him to and I went back downstairs to try and find and hide any alcohol that was left so that Sam could not keep drinking. At this point Sam started following me around trying to drunkenly talk to me. I think he may have been wanting to apologize but he's a really big guy, was very drunk and I was very uncomfortable around him so I tried to leave and go to bed. Sam wouldn't leave me alone though, even though I told him repeatedly, leave me alone, get away from me and don't touch me. He blocked my way to the bedroom and told me that he was not going to leave me alone. I managed to duck under one of his arms and get away from him, but he kept following me until he fell on the stairs and couldn't keep crawling after me. I stayed awake the rest of the night to make sure that he didn't try to get me again and could hear him talking to his friend, who had been trying to get him to leave me alone the rest of the night. The following morning, when my husband woke up, he wasn't aware of what happened after he had gone to sleep. Sam refused to help with the move because he was tired from staying up all night and we ended up having to cancel the moving truck because there were not enough people able to carry furniture. I am pregnant and the friend who was driving the truck has a back injury and there was too short notice to find anyone else. When Sam finally sobered up and was done sleeping, he apologized to me, but I am just so creeped out and uncomfortable around him that I asked my husband to make him leave and he's not allowed in our house again. Am I overreacting and too harsh for banning him permanently? I don't think he meant any harm and he's promised never to drink in our house again, but I don't trust him to keep this promise because my one condition for him coming over this time was that he does not get drunk and that's the first thing he did. 
And we'll start off with Hello Friends quoting that Sam started following me around and all that. And then it says, Not the arsehole. This alone is enough reason to ban him. Your husband should have the back of his pregnant wife and keep her safe. Sam's actions were reprehensible regardless if he was inebriated or sober. And Baby Gerbil says, Oh my God, not the arsehole. This is extremely scary and should not be invited back again. I kind of want to say, don't tell him where you are moving to either, if you haven't already. And I hope your husband backs you up. And Scandalized Peak says, not the arsehole, it's your house and you can ban anyone you want. Even if you are being unreasonable, that's still your right. But you're not being unreasonable. This guy sounds like a tool. Nobody should make you feel uncomfortable in your own home. I mean, or anywhere else, but especially in your own home. And Stoopy says, not the arsehole, he essentially put you through a traumatic experience in your own home. He acted like a jackass, so now can't complain when he's treated like one and not allowed in the house. And Illuminatimess says, I didn't even need to read all the way through to say not the arsehole. Refusing to leave you alone and blocking your way to the bedroom must have been scary and alarming. And you deserve to feel safe in your own home. Frankly, it may be the wake-up call Sam needs. Now, what do you guys think of this one? And our next story is from a throwaway account or a name that I can't pronounce. Would I be the asshole if I sue my mother? My family is in a trust. I've been getting money since I was small. When the trust was created by a relative, there are a handful of us who get payments every year. With these payments, I make a middle-class salary. Every member gets a portion of the money, but parents get the payments to manage for the minors. Since I was a kid when the money came, my mother was in charge of the money. She told me that she was saving most of it for me. She made it clear that I had to go to college and not to worry about the expense because we had enough. She made bad financial decisions, using money at various times to pay her mortgages. She never saved a cent of the money for me. I got into a state college. The tuition wasn't cheap, but affordable with my income. My mother told me if I let her keep managing my money, she would pay my tuition and give me enough to pay rent. I had the option to take it and she convinced me that it was better for me if she managed it. She gave me a few thousand for rent and expenses and I trusted she was paying my tuition with the rest. For the first few years, my tuition was paid up, but instead of putting any excess money of my own money aside for me, she used the remainder of my money while still having her own share to pay her own mortgage bills, go on vacations, etc. I didn't finish in four years. I stayed in school for six. She said this was fine. She said I could afford it, but she didn't have enough to cover her own expenses without my money. So she took out loans for my school fees. She told me she was taking them in her name, but she secretly put them in my name instead of her own. She had access to enough money, my money, to pay my tuition bills, but chose to spend my money on her mortgage. Lost the house anyway and racked up close to $20,000 in student debt under my name. I never signed off the loans. I don't even know who she took the loans through. I have never made a payment because this has been her loan. When I first found out that the loans were in my name, I accused her of stealing my money to pay her own bills and she promised she would pay me back by paying these loans off. She swore she would pay them off, but six years later, my credit has 16K of debt still attached to me. I know the loan was for my school fees, but I didn't sign off on them, nor did I want them. If I had known I couldn't pay for school, I probably wouldn't have gone. Well, now I can't get a home loan because I have really high debt ratio. I found out she has been making minimum payments and recently deferred the loans, which my home loan officer has said is a big problem because there are no recent payments on the loan account. I told my dad what she did and he advises me to file a fraud claim against her, which is the last thing I want to do. 
My aunt in the trust advised me to do the same thing, to sue my own mother for the debt. I really don't want to, but she won't pay them off and I feel I have few other options. ETA, not even sure where to start the legal process if I was to try and sue. Edit 2, for those asking, she no longer has any authority over my funds. I took them into my own name during my last semester of college because I found about the loans and felt I couldn't trust her with my money any longer. I just wish I had done it sooner and feel stupid for letting her manage them for so long. And we're going to start off with Elfitch47 saying, not the arsehole, you need a lawyer to unwind this. You need to figure out how much of a line she has been feeding you and how much discretion she has slash had and if and or when she exceeded her authority. This is not amateur hour lawsuit time. You're going to need a real lawyer. Expect the relationship with her to go down in flames. And if you have been having issues, don't be surprised if she's been playing games with other people's money as well. And Leslie Laugh says, not the asshole, but your mum sure is. She committed fraud. She needs to be punished for that. Plus, if you can prove you had no knowledge of loans being taken out under your name, it's doubtful you will have to pay them back. Your dad and aunt are correct on this one. She used you. And Dark Roger says, not the asshole. I agree with your dad and your aunt. Your mum basically ripped you off and is impacting your life. Also, not sure how she can sign off loans in your name either. You're going to have to lawyer up. It's doubtful that you're going to get your money back, but hopefully you can get loans under your name discharged in that they were done under fraud. And one more from Perhaps New says, Not the arsehole, your mum committed fraud against you and against the lender. She ruined your financial reputation. You absolutely should sue her. Now, what do you guys make of this one? And this next one is from Am I the Arsehole Tutor? Am I the arsehole for causing my former tutor to lose the majority of her clients? I, female 17, had this huge essay a couple of weeks ago. It was an argumentative essay on the character John Proctor from The Crucible. If I thought he was a good or bad person and why. If I got an F on this essay, it would bring my grade down from an A to a D. And I'm not good at writing essays, so I decided to book myself a couple of sessions with a very popular tutor in my town, Pam, to help me. I booked myself two sessions at $65 an hour, so I expected her to help me draft an outline and get quotes from the book and just make sure I was doing it right. Instead, she showed up to my house with a pre-written essay and told me to copy it. That was the entire session. I cancelled the session and posted on Nextdoor about my experience working with her and asked if anyone else had similar experiences. My post went Nextdoor viral and a lot of parents saw my post. Pam texted me and told me to take down my post because she was losing clients, but I was feeling kind of petty, so I decided to keep it up. Well, Pam texted me a couple of days ago to say thanks to my post. She lost around 80% of her clients. Most of her clients are younger kids, so I guess their parents saw the post and asked the kids what they did with Pam. I kind of feel bad because we're in a pandemic and it's really hard to get jobs, and I basically made Pam lose her job, so I wanted to know if I was the asshole. And we'll start with a pretty red balloon saying, not the arsehole, she was a tutor and told you to plagiarize. Not only is it a surefire way to fail, it does nothing to help you learn how to write and research future essays. And old Lang Simone says, not the arsehole, I think I understand why she's so popular though. Followed by Amethyst Fire saying, not the arsehole, you did not cause her to lose her job, her actions did. What she had you do was plagiarism and could have gotten you into a lot more trouble. And Reed and Sue says, not the asshole, she's running a scam and you killed it. Now, do you think she was really running the scam? Would you buy into that? Let me know your thoughts. And our next story is from a throwaway account. Am I the asshole for not washing the pan immediately after cooking because my roommate needed it? 
So I love a petty word like this. So I live in a small apartment with three other young college students. We all agreed to share kitchen things like pots and pans. The rule usually is that you need to wash your things within 24 hours. We mark our dirty dishes so we can keep track of which belongs to who. If someone really needs that pan while it's still dirty, they can either ask the person to quickly clean it or just do it themselves if the person can't right now. So, I recently joined a meal kit service. I cook four times a week and I always start at 5pm, usually finishing around 6pm. All of my roommates eat much later in the evening at sporadic times, except the other day. One roommate, Sally, fake name, was going to have friends over and cook for them. I told her she can have the kitchen after 6. She says she needs the big pan. (laughs) The only big pan one I bought. So could I please wash it right after I cook? I said sure. I actually finished cooking at 5.40. The big pan was still hot. Since I had 20 minutes until the agreed time, I decided I wanted to eat first before cleaning the pan. I was starving and wanted to enjoy my warm food. The minute I sat down, Sally got pissed. She asked if I would clean the pan before I ate. I said no. We agreed on six, so I have time to eat before I clean it. She says no, we agreed I would start cooking right after you. Come clean it now. I say no, I don't want my food to get cold and have to put freshly cooked food in the microwave and that I will clean it right after I finish eating. It'll only take me 10 minutes. Sally says it'll only take a minute to clean. Your food won't get cold. I say yes it will, food gets cold really fast. She growls under her breath and snaps saying, that's fine, she will just clean it then. But once she throws the pan into the sink, she says to another roommate, Becca, that I'm making her so angry she doesn't want to do this angry. Tells Becca to come to her room so they can smoke to calm down. After she leaves, yes, my food had gone cold from a minute of arguing. Anyway, I finish eating. Ten minutes later, she's still in her room. I cleaned the pan as agreed. She doesn't come out for another 20 minutes. Now, a few days later, Sally is acting extremely cold to me, ignoring me completely. I don't think I'm the arsehole because we agreed on 6pm. I have a right to eat first. I don't have to rush to her command. It's my pan technically. (laughs) If she really needs it all the time, then she should buy her own big pan or just suck it up and wash it. But I'm wondering if I might be the arsehole because she was in a rush to cook, which doesn't make sense because she smoked for like half an hour and was extremely stressed from school. It would have only taken me a minute to clean it and maybe I was being mean to say no and prioritize eating. We did agree that she would cook right after me. So, am I the arsehole? Also, I don't know how to handle the tension in the apartment now. LOL. (laughs) Now, as I said, I love, I love me a petty story, but they always come out. The petty stories always come out. Everyone sucks here because (laughs) you're arguing over a big pan. (laughs) But Bacon, Egg and Cheese says... Everyone sucks here. You all are petty and immature as fuck. (laughs) MP29K says everyone sucks here. We mark our dirty dishes so we can keep track of which belongs to who. You sound like petty middle school children. Grow up. Your roommate could just wash the pot if it was so important to her. And you could have offered to help her cook or clean to prepare for her guests. But all I hear is petty bickering. This isn't how it's supposed to work. Move in with people you care about so it doesn't have to be so tit for tat. And jbar19 says, I must admit I haven't read the whole thing. I'm just surprised one can write so much based on not washing a cooking pan. (laughs) And nhannon87 says, your food was cold after one minute of arguing. Everyone sucks here. You both are being drama llamas over a five minute task. After the first time I've ever heard drama llamas. Got to use that more in conversation. But what do you guys think of this one? 
and thank you for joining us for today's stories as i said these were all stories from the live stream i know not everyone can make it to the live stream and some people don't want to make it as well which is absolutely fine i don't expect everyone to turn up to the live stream as well it's already chaotic enough right so thank you so much for taking the time to listen to these i hope you did enjoy them let me know your thoughts in the comment below and i will see you in the next one take care guys much love ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.